Let me tell you about our uh, sponsor. It's Rough Greens. I got up this morning. I fed Uno. Uh, he's at the hotel today because I'm on the road. Uh, and uh, I fed him, and he's just slowing down so much. But I'm grateful to Rough Greens for giving him his puppyhood back for so long. Uh, and he's now getting really long in the tooth for a German shepherd, and he's had a great life. And I think Rough Greens has extended it and made it better. I don't have anything but my own observations to back that up. But please, if you whatever you're feeding your dog, just try putting some Rough Greens on top. It's vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants. I brought it to my uh, <clears throat> vet, and she's like, "Holy cow! Yes, please put this on his food." He is uh, he was a healthier, healthier, happier dog with it. Honestly, RoughGreens.com/slash/beck or call eight three three Glen thirty three eight three three Glen thirty three RoughGreens.com America, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. There was a shooting yesterday in Utah. We are going to talk to a neighbor uh, who has an awful lot to say, and I have an awful lot to say about this shooting. We go there in 60 seconds. You know, it's been the hottest summer in uh, 15 and a half million years, I think, uh, and we all know that to be true, sure. And you know what it's doing? Global warming is destroying all of the pictures and the videotapes of your family. And uh, Joe Biden, he doesn't have a plan yet. I mean, he will. He'll collect all of those uh, family records and keep them for you, keep them safe. Um, But I suggest you become your own archivist of your own family history. You have to carry the torch of your family's history to the next generation and all of those videotapes. And it really doesn't have anything to do with global warming. It just is has something to do with photographs, videotapes, audio tapes. All of those are not they're not made to last more than 10 or 15 years. So please right now go to Legacy Box. Don't let the global warming monster eat all of your memories. Videotapes, film reels, all of photos. Go to LegacyBox.com. Now they're offering a $9 tape sale. That is incredible. They're usually like 28 bucks per tape. It's now $9 per tape for LegacyBox.com. Go there now. LegacyBox.com slash Beck and preserve your family history. So, Stu, it is, this is going to be a rough show, and this is going to be a show that you're going to have to actually pay attention and listen to, because everybody is jumping to conclusions, everybody is uh, dogpiling, and this, this shooting yesterday 
truly is uh, complex in some ways. Okay, so what happened yesterday? Well, we have to go back in time for a while. Uh, Let me just start with the ending quickly. And the ending is that there was a shooting. The FBI came to a house in Provo, Utah, and shot a guy who was darn near 80 years old and uh, shot him to death because they thought he was a, a, a... some sort of a threat to the president. Well, they had already visited him before and, uh, and saw that he walks with a cane. Uh, you know, he's 80. He's was, you know, very, very heavy. And he was living and was the only provider for his blind son. Okay. So he made horrible, horrible threats online to the uh, president and to the FBI. And there's no way to really even begin to excuse what he said. Uh, What he said online was despicable and, and awful. What did he say? He said that he was going to kill the president of the United States. He had the means and he was tired of it. And, uh, he would then kill Kamala Harris. The media is reporting. The social media is reporting that that's what he said. I have no reason to doubt that that is what he said. Um, however, you know, you can't verify anything. So they go into his house yesterday and eyewitnesses said they used a a battering ram and they came in like the FBI is now known to do. They came in with a, a SWAT unit all in black. There was shouting and then a gunshot. And we don't know how many gunshots. We don't know who shot first. We, we do know I've seen the video. It is unverified yet, but it looks authentic. Uh, the video taken from across the street shows the uh, SWAT team outside around their big SWAT uh, tank. Uh, and the others are inside. You do hear shouting. You hear the door come down. You hear the shouting of FBI, put your foot, you know, uh, put your gun down, whatever. Uh, you can't really understand what they're saying. But then you have a flashbang that happens outside of the house. Now, I'm going to play this so you can hear it. If you're watching The Blaze, uh, here it is. Watch it. Now, watch your left-hand corner of the house. If you happen to be watching, you'll see on the floor, on the floor. Okay, that's when the video ends because the neighbor who's taking this is just in shock. She's like, what is happening? And she freaks out. So the video stops. But you can clearly see that 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 bang was a flashbang and it was outside of the house. 
I think, and I don't know, but I think you can hear them say, on the floor, on the floor. So they are, we think, they are in the house. Flashbang. If you're in a situation this high and you you have a flashbang go on and you all you hear is a bang, if you're holding a gun and you're worried somebody's shooting, it is your natural instinct to shoot. Why was the flashbang thrown outside of the house? We still don't have anything from the FBI saying who shot first, what the situation was. And then they left the body on the sidewalk in front of the house for two hours. The FBI's excuse is, well, I, I can't say this. There's no official word. What we're getting from sources is, well, we wanted the police to come and, you know, we don't, we don't normally handle that. We wanted that handled by the authorities. You're the FBI. First of all, we need to know whether that shooting happened inside of the house. And if it happened inside of the house, I've watched, you know, the police shows enough to know you don't touch anything so if you're waiting for investigators you would never move the body why did they move the body did they move the body here's 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 where it becomes very very nuanced and i need you to listen carefully he was in the wrong by posting those things online do not uh, be surprised that the secret service shows up at your house if you make a threat against the life of the president or vice president or really any authority in washington dc that was happening under ronald reagan okay if you say something about the president i want the secret service not the FBI. I want the Secret Service to show up at your house. Now, why do I want the Secret Service to show up at your house? Because the Secret Service doesn't usually show up with guns a-blazing because they're Treasury people. And all of the Secret Service that happens to be in Salt Lake City or Dallas or New York, New York may be different, they are generally not part of the protective detail. They're pencil pushers, most of them. And I don't mean that as a slam against Secret Service, but they are not in the protective detail. So they go and they interview. They're qualified to interview. Now, do not be surprised. I think because of everything we hear about this man, he was like a grandfather to most people. He was alone with his blind son, He was taking care of his son. He was active in his church. Everyone in his church said he's a great guy. I mean, everybody loved him. He was a big teddy bear. The secret, I'm sorry, the FBI had already gone to his house and talked to him and seen him. They know who he was. They know if they didn't then they are really not doing their job. They know that he was at 
active in the church. He was a assistant to the ta- to the uh, church's clerk, which means, you know, they take attendance roles and everything else. So he's he's in with the leadership of the church. If the FBI actually did their job, remember, one of the big things they're trained to do, one Oh, my gosh, George Floyd, we have to educate everyone in de-escalation. Do you remember that? One of the main things the FBI is supposed to be trained in is de-escalation. So if you want to de-escalate and you know the president of the United States is coming to this town and you know this person is a possible threat, if you know who he is, You know, okay, he's active in his church. Go to his bishop because they came without a search warrant. And he said, this was months ago, you come back with a search warrant. You come back with a search, which is his right as American. Get off my property. You come back with a search warrant. Well, they didn't until yesterday. And it's been months. Now, he did say online You know, you come back, I've got surprises waiting for you. So they don't know. So what do you do? Do you come with a SWAT team into somebody's house who already is paranoid about you, has already threatened you? Do you come in with guns ablazing? Or do you say, is there any way to de-escalate this? Sure, we can pick him up as he's going to church because he won't be in his house. He's got to go to the grocery store. We've been watching him. He usually goes on Tuesdays. We could pick him up on the way to the grocery store. Done. Or you can go to his bishop and say, hey, bishop, pastor, would you do us a favor? We're we're in this weird situation and we hear he's a good guy. Will you broker this with us? Would you take the search warrant to him or the warrant for us and Ask him to come out so everybody's safe. We don't want to hurt the old man, but he's doing things that are clearly wrong and dangerous, and it it has to stop. They didn't choose any of those. Why? Because they don't care about the individual. You are a threat to them. They will take you out. Why didn't they do this to Johnny Depp? Do you remember when Johnny Depp said, you know, when was the last time an actor killed a president? When was the last time that happened? Oh, it was John Wilkes Booth. Maybe there needs to be an actor that kills the president. That's clearly a threat to the president of the United States. He said that about Donald Trump. Did they kick down his door? Did they kick down Kathy Griffith's door? No. Did they investigate? Yes. I've had the FBI come. I've had the FBI come to my studios and interview because I said we were talking about Donald Trump at one point. And I said to Stu, I'm going to stab you to death, Stu. And somebody heard that and thought I said I was going to stab Donald Trump. And so the FBI showed up. Perfectly reasonable. We had a perfectly reasonable conversation. Yeah, here's the tape. I didn't say that. I was talking about stabbing him, and they looked at Stu and went, yeah, I'd stab him too. So, (laughs) Perfectly reasonable. That's the way it happens. 
Now, here's here's a lesson for all of us. We have turned into somebody we are not. There are two versions of us. And one version is the version where we are a normal human being and we would never say these things to each other. We would never go and say out loud in person, I'm going to kill you and I got guns. We would not do that. But online, we seem to be invincible. You want to get yourself killed make statements like that with that being said i for one demand a full explanation and investigation into this because i think the fbi gunned down a harmless man we have his neighbor who is brave enough to come on today and is in mourning because he knew this teddy bear of a man. He's coming on in just a few minutes. We also have FBI, uh, former FBI, that's going to be joining us. We're going to talk to them about, is this the new standard? We go there in just a just a minute. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. H.L. Mencken once said, Democracy is the theory that the common people know what they want and deserve to get it good and hard. If there's a better way to describe Bidenomics, I haven't come across one yet. So let me ask you, how are things going for you? Because Joe Biden says jobs are being printed. Money's definitely not being printed. And the prices of everything are coming down. That's not my reality. Is it yours? How are you dealing with this? How are you dealing with the high interest rates, especially if you have a credit card? American Financing is a family-owned mortgage company that is trying to help people just like you out. And they're saving people just like you an average of $700 every month. If you get a mortgage refi, you could consolidate all your high interest credit card debt and transfer it into some something low interest. You can take all of the debts that you have and consolidate it and get it to a 5% interest rate or thereabouts uh, and save a ton of money. It's not right for everybody. Please do your own homework. Call American Financing now, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. We're going to be talking to uh, Travis Lee Clark. He is a, a friend of um, this this 80-year-old guy who is gunned down in his home or 75 years old. Yes, Stu. I know you're just uh, quoting people who who know him, I guess, and ta- are talking about him and, ta- you know, calling him a teddy bear of a guy. But, like, you know, someone who's posting these sorts of threats is... Uh, Correct. That's pretty bad I, that, this is why i'm saying this is why i'm saying this is a show today for adults oh, because no. there are there are two sides i could make the case that yeah damn right they go in and do that okay darn, darn right they go in with guns a-blazing he's a threat He's saying these insane things that no one would ever say. And being a good church-going man, he should know the Lord would never have you say those things. 
He would never endorse that. So, teddy bear of a man. Yeah, well, take a teddy bear. It's only called Teddy because of Teddy Roosevelt. That's a bear. And you start harming a bear's child or its cub, you start coming after it. You go into a bear's cave, he's going to maul you. Now, I don't know if he did. I don't know if he was armed when they came in. I don't know if he threatened them. I don't know. I also don't think that it's unreasonable for somebody who's at their home, all of a sudden, boom, somebody throws a flashbang and people are coming in your house and it's confusion. I reach for my gun because I don't know who you are. It becomes a chaotic situation. He deserved the visit and, quite honestly, at least should have had a police car out in front of his house while Joe Biden was in town or to be monitored or to be picked up. I don't know. He made valid threats, what appeared to be valid threats, against the president of the United States. You don't do that. Now, with that being said, you also don't do what the FBI did. And if we cannot have an adult conversation and say, I don't know this man personally, but let's take all emotion out of it. What he did was wrong, stupid, foolish, probably just all bravado because of stupid way we look at the Internet. We look at ourselves and we think, oh, we can say anything. Well, no, don't say anything. Say what you would say if you meant it and you were in person. But I don't trust the FBI at all. I've broadcast for 50 years. Okay, I'm coming up on my 50th year of broadcast. I am seeing things now that I haven't seen except at Ruby Ridge and Waco. I've never seen, in my broadcast years, I've never seen a president come to a town, FBI break down and shoot someone who had made some crazy threat to the president in mail. You know those existed. And quite honestly, mail is much more uh, personal than social media. If you mail something to the president, you're much more serious about it. I've never seen them gun anybody down for that, ever. This is not normal. The Glenn Beck Program. All right, well, take a look in the mirror. Uh, Do you like what you see? Do you like those dark spots? Probably not. If you have them, unfortunately, they don't tend to go away on their own. But there is good news. GenuCell, the best in skincare, is now introducing the Dark Spot Corrector right in time for everything you're doing this summer. And the Dark Spot Corrector has not one, but three cutting-edge ingredients. goes to work fast to target sunspots, dark spots, liver spots, even discoloration on both your face and your hands. You'll be amazed at how quickly you see these results. And you you can have the summer sun, you can have the beach, you can have the barbecues without having to deal with these embarrassing spots that can get worse in the summer sun. With GenuCell, you'll see results or your money back. No questions asked. Go to GenuCell.com right now. Get your Dark Spot Corrector Plus, the best-selling ultra-retinol moisturizer with a powerful retinol alternative for safe use in the summer sun. It's GenuCell.com slash Beck. Right now, you get 70% off GenuCell's most popular package, free shipping, free returns, and the best luxury skincare you've ever used, all at 70% off. Go to GenuCell.com slash Beck, GenuCell.com slash Beck. All orders will include a mystery luxury gift. While supplies last, it's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Beck. And don't forget to subscribe to BlazeTV.com. 
slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and you'll save 10 bucks. This is the Glenn Beck program. Police say, not police, sorry, sources say, unnamed sources say, that Craig Robertson, the 75-year-old man in Provo, Utah, was armed at the time of the shooting. What, what, what does that mean? Was he pointing a gun at them? Did he have a gun in, I'm armed right now, I'm carrying a gun. But that doesn't mean I'm, I'm a threat to you. Was he holding the gun or does arm mean that he had a safe full of guns? What does that mean? And if this shooting happened inside, which I'm led to believe it is, but I cannot confirm that because they won't confirm any details. If this this shooting happened inside, why exactly did the body was the body moved to the sidewalk outside of the house and then let to sit there? For hours, something's very wrong here. And that's not excusing what Craig Robertson said, apparently, online. Now, one of his friends from church is uh, Travis Lee Clark. He's a Utah Valley University adjunct professor. He is a church friend, knew Craig Robertson quite well. (sighs) Boy, I hate doing these interviews. Travis... I'm so sorry for your loss, and I'm I'm grateful that you are willing to come on the air and just tell us what you do know. Uh, thank you, Glenn. I just I just wanted people to know the the Craig that I knew. Is is Craig? You didn't know anything about his social media postings, right? You didn't follow him there. No, I I did not follow him on social media. I did not see that until uh, later in the day after I knew he was killed. Okay. Um, but I knew him. I knew he was political. He often, you know, talked about politics. He was a big Second Amendment supporter. Uh, but I had never heard him say anything like that. And he used a, a walking stick. So he was... He was not really agile. He was 300 pounds, 5'4", 75 yep. years old. So he yep. was... He, Go ahead. He could not get out of a chair without his uh, cane or walking stick. And there were a few times where I had to help him get out of a chair. And he was not a very mobile guy. He lived less than half a block away from the church. And he would drive himself and his son to church just because he really couldn't walk that distance. If you saw him and you were on an FBI interview, would he be the kind of guy that, you know, if you only know that what he said, I've got a ghillie suit, I'm going to go up into a parking lot and I'm going to stake out the president and I'm going to shoot him with my high-powered rifle. Is, Is he the kind of guy that, you would, of course, if the president's coming in, you would go and make sure that he's not in his ghillie suit. But would that be a possibility or laughable if you had seen him, just seen it, him and not known him? Utterly, It's utterly unbelievable. It's utterly laughable. He was not very mobile. He was not very active. I, I could not imagine him in a million years getting dressed up in a ghillie suit and taking up some position. <laughs> 
you know, as a sniper, you know, in the condition that he was. He was he was just simply not capable of of executing these threats that he made. They, I, I can't imagine anybody who knew him or met him for any length of time imagining that he was he was even physically capable of doing that. You uh, know some of his neighbors. Um, do you know? Did the shooting happen in the house or outside? Did the FBI move I, the I body? There. My my wife is good friends with the next door neighbor who called us immediately after it happened because she had a five-year-old in the house and she was very traumatized and was looking for someplace that as soon as they let her out of her house, because she was the whole neighborhood was locked down. As soon as she was able to get out of her house, she wanted a safe place for her and her five-year-old. So she called my wife, thought that maybe that could happen. And then um, my wife went over to go check on her and spoke with her. And as near as I can tell, the shooting took place inside the house. They, they um, attempted to bash his front door down. That failed. Then they had a vehicle-mounted battering ram that went in through his front window, and then they went into the building. And then that's when shots were fired. And then, for some reason I don't know, his body was taken out. Um, and when my wife went to go check on her friend who was living right next door with her five-year-old son, and they were obviously traumatized, uh, his body was still laying out there on the sidewalk under a sheet. And this was around 8.30. So this was, you know, two hours after the event supposedly happened. And it was very distressing for my wife. Um, I bet it was. That he, he was just this person that we knew from church, this kind of lovable teddy bear kind of a guy, um, who didn't seem like a threat to anyone um, was just playing out there. She thought it was very disrespectful. People don't understand the, the neighborhoods in Utah are different. Um, usually everybody goes to church and the church is usually within a walking distance of a couple of blocks. Uh, and so families really get to know each other and children get to know each other. Was he the kind of guy that the children knew in the neighborhood? Uh, um, I understand that she did everything she could to keep her five-year-old son from knowing what was going on. Took him down to the basement to um, protect him because it was a very scary situation. And Jeez. and the did, second she the second she found someone who could you know take her kid and get them out of that situation, she did. But they were stuck there while all this was unfolding. Yeah, I'm wondering how all the other children on the block, if they saw this man that they knew, um, did he no seem, idea. did he seem at all crazy to you? Did he seem like the kind no, of guy that would, no. This, no, so this was, just, he, I spoke to him on Sunday. I just said, hi, how you're doing? Uh, I meant to ask about his son. I didn't ask about his son. I feel bad about that. He has a, an adult son who is disabled, blind that he's the primary caregiver for and had been up until a few weeks ago. His son had a stroke and is now oh, in his character. And, <sighs> and so I meant to ask about his son, but I didn't. And I regret that, but he seemed fine. Uh, he was always good natured, quick with a joke, uh, could be a little bit curmudgeonly at times. Um, 
but he was, you know, and I, I said this in my Twitter post, he was a sweet guy. And I know that sounds crazy considering what everybody's seen, what he's posted on Facebook, but he was, he was a woodworker. I think there's, um, I think there's a monster in each of us that comes out sometimes on social media that you're like, you'd never say that oh, yeah. in real life, but you just become a monster because you're on social media and you think you can get away with it. Yeah, I, uh, I think he just kind of leaned into his online persona. But anyone, anyone who saw him and his condition and anyone who knew him and his personality would have just thought, this guy is just, he's just trolling and just went over the top in, in exceedingly bad taste and, and not very wise, you know, statements. But I can't imagine anybody who knew him thinking that he he was any of that was more than just bluster and you know i do i think he just went into some dark places and leaned into his online persona and and blew it up because he just simply was incapable of so enacting any of the things he said had you ever gone on over to his house or know anybody that you had did he have yeah. guns laying around? Did he, was he sitting next, you know, in his recliner? Did he have a gun sitting there? No, no, he had his, he always had his gun secured. He had a workshop and he, he loved his, he loved to work on wood and wood projects. And most of the time, that's what we talked about. Um, so what anyone I, who needed help, he would do that. But every time, you know, I, you know, I went over there, he had his guns and he was, he was a gun collector. He loved his guns and would work on his guns. And, you know, do some builds on guns. Well, here's here's why I'm asking this. This is why I'm asking this. The FBI said he was armed at the time of the shooting. I don't exactly know what that means. Um, I know if you want to make it look like, you know, he was shooting back, you say he's armed. But I carry a gun. I'm armed right now. But I'm not a danger to anybody unless you are threatening me. I'm wondering if the police come into the house and he's in bed or he's sitting in his chair, he has a hard time getting up. Is he the kind of guy that had a gun on him all the time that it was like, oh, somebody's coming in and he's pointing a gun at the FBI? I I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, he was. Did he carry a, a, a gun that you know guy. of? Did he carry a gun um, all the time? I don't know, but I mean, it wouldn't surprise me because he talked about concealed carry, but if he did, okay. he wasn't flashing it in church. He wasn't, you know, Correct. he wasn't like some of these gun nuts who are flashing their gun and, and doing everything else. If he did, he was very discreet about it. And, and it, it never worried me at all. Um, he was always very conscientious about his guns, about safety, his guns, his guns were in a secure place in his house. Um, and so I, I can't, you know, I can't imagine, I mean, yeah, I had guns in the house, but I, I don't know what the situation or how it unfolded. One last thing. This bothers me that the FBI who knows that they're supposed to be trained in de-escalation, they knew he was a ward clerk. So he's in part of, you know, what's called the bishopric. Um, he is part of the leadership of the church. Um, and, uh, he, he's known to be a nice guy. If the FBI knows this, they should have gone to the Bishop. Is he the kind of guy that the Bishop would have gone to and said, Hey, listen, FBI approached me. They need to talk to you. The president's coming to town. What are you doing? Why are you writing these things? 
listen sure they have I, a warrant I, they have a warrant talk to them could he have would he have listened to somebody like that i think he would have i think he would have i think that anyone who had contacted anybody in the church or anybody in the community that he knew or trusted could have could have gotten a read on him and and figured this out i just can't believe that this required a SWAT team at a, at a dawn raid. You know, it seems a complete overreaction for a man who was very physically limited. And I just can't believe that he, he got this kind of attention. Seeing the Facebook posts, well, I understand why, but I don't understand why that escalated immediately to a SWAT team. I didn't know that he had been visited by the FBI. In, in March, but I found that out. But I think anybody who had visited him at that time would have seen would have looked at him and said, this guy may be a hothead, he may be a crank, but he's, he's not going to be that kind of threat. And I still don't understand why this could not have been handled another way. We're talking to Travis Lee Clark, who is a friend of Craig Robertson, who was um, shot and killed um, by the FBI in a raid of his house. Um, I, Travis, I, I, um, I can't thank you enough. I know when our producers reached out to you yesterday after seeing your post that, uh, it was a horrible day. And this is the worst part of my job is having to talk to people who are still in shock and still in mourning. And I apologize for that, but I, I am so grateful that you would share what you knew about him. Can you tell me the, if you feel comfortable, tell me the name of his son so we can have the audience pray for his son. Sure. His name was Sean, Sean Robertson. Okay. Thank you, Craig. Or thank you, Travis. I really appreciate it. God bless you. Thank you, Glenn. You bet. That's Travis Lee Clark. He is a Utah Valley University adjunct professor and a friend of the now deceased Craig Robertson. Back in just a minute. Our sponsor this half hour is Good Ranchers. Like most Americans right now, you're probably feeling the negative effects of Bidenomics. What? Are you kidding? I mean, it's working for me. I want to I want to introduce you to some meat anomics. Uh, when you do something smart, like getting your 100 percent American prime beef, chicken, seafood and pork from Good Ranchers, you lock in an inflation proof price for two years. That's meat anomics. OK, delicious meat. And it's saving money as meat prices are going up. Lock in your price. Nobody, no grocery store, nobody is going to offer this to you. Your price of meat for your children and for you will be locked in for two years. Go to Good Ranchers right now. GoodRanchers.com. GoodRanchers.com. Use the promo code BECK. You'll save $30 off any box and you will lock in your price for two years. GoodRanchers.com. Use the promo code BECK for $30 off. GoodRanchers.com. Promo code BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. A lot of the time, criminals are pretty predictable. Uh, That's because the overwhelming majority of them are dumb. Uh, But that's not always true when you're talking about cybercrime. Every once in a while, you can really... Uh, getting hit with someone you know who's doing cybercrime from a lot of times a foreign country and they can trick you in a way that you might not expect for instance they can steal your home's title they can forge uh, their own signature on it and they can basically own your home 
And the kicker is when this happens, you may not even know what is going on until it's too late. Some people literally find out when they start you know, getting past due notices on loans that they never took out. And they realize on paper, I don't even own this home. What, what's going on? It is really scary. Home title theft is a big problem. And it's something that you can protect yourself from with home title lock. Uh, imagine the peace of mind you'll have when you get protected uh, from this. Uh, your home, your property, your equity are your most valuable assets. And home title lock can help you protect them. Home title lock puts a shield around your home's title. The instant they detect activity or tampering, they help shut it down fast. Need to verify, however, that you're not already a victim of this? You can do that at HomeTitleLock.com and use the promo code back when you're there. You can check to see if you're already a victim and you can protect yourself going forward. The promo code is back at HomeTitleLock.com. When you sign up, you'll get 30 risk-free days of protection. So why not go ahead with this HomeTitleLock.com. The code is back at HomeTitleLock.com. Craig Robertson, our coverage today on his killing uh, in uh, Utah by the FBI. I, I want to be very, let me be very Dickens about it. It is, he is the worst of men and the best of men. There are two sides to this man and the FBI should have known this. Now, I do not excuse anything that he wrote online. You don't say that and not expect a knock at your door. I believe that every threat against a president's life, no matter who that president is, and I'm very, very consistent on this, on every president since I have broadcast. And the first president that I was broadcasting with or under was Jimmy Carter. And I've always said this. You do not ever threaten the president's life, not even as a joke. Ever. Uh, so, you expect the FBI to show up. What he said online, I believe, is the sickness that we all have. We all say things that are monstrous at times. And we'd never say that to people in the room with us. That's why the best of men, he, the people who knew him in his life, they knew he was a teddy bear. He was a sweetheart of a guy. He believed what he believed, but he wouldn't harm a fly. Okay, which one was he? And isn't it the job of the FBI to de-escalate? Or is their new job just to go in the and Glenn kill? Beck program.